Okay, but but the Pisco is okay, right? Pisco. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, we'll get to that. Even we'll looters don't want the Pisco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hello, and welcome to the Fifty Five One Podcast. My name is Westberdine. I'm joined uh, by. Three fantastic comrades. We've got Rodrigo Sanchez Cheveria. How are you, man? Um, it's it's been like like an apocalyptic two weeks kind of thing, but <laughs> it's a, it's an apocalypse within apocalypse. Yeah, we're now in like, the Russian doll of apocalypses. So it's like it's like it's like season two of The Punisher. Here we yeah. go. There we go. Can't wait until what 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 June has in 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 for us. Um, right. we, uh, Mark Fangmeyer, you're you've also joined us. Uh, how has your mini apocalypse been? Um, just as shitty as good. <laughs> you know, just um, trying to explain. Uh, a complicated world to a three and a half year old with a lot of questions recently. So that's been uh, what I've been doing. Yeah. Um, my five-year-olds are like, yeah, but um, this kid, I won't say their name, this kid uh, in in class really wants to be a cop or wants to be police. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Cool. Great. That's, that's fine. You know? Um, and the, yeah. And then I, I also then, retold the uh the joke that i saw online from i think the hard times like the onion and it was like buffalo 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 cops are all bad bastards uh uh, is a is a uh real is a grammatically correct sentence i said that too without saying the bastards and then iris started singing that so i I (laughs) really really Father of the Year stuff here, Corey uh, Corey Shreppel, um, our uh, our Father of the Year of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> how are you, dude? Look, I'm you know we're uh, I'm just waiting for the simulation to end. That's all. Yeah, yeah it's a it's a pretty shitty simulation. We are you know. going to um, talk about kind of uh, MLS tournament, the CBA, uh, ongoing stuff and and stuff coming back for for European soccer. But um, we live in. Uh, Actually, we're all St. Paul people. Oh, that's really funny. We've just not let Minneapolis people uh, on this podcast. We well, I mean, they, they don't like us. We, yeah. we kicked out Eric, and he never came back. So apparently, yeah, yeah. Well, he's he that was the only has, Minneapolis contact we had. So. He apparently has, you know, conflicts uh, of of not being able to stay up as late as us. Um, it's been shitty uh, last two weeks, but I'm I'm really uh, in some ways I think. Uh, I, I've allowed myself to to see some not shittiness recently, but I'm I'm curious how you know in the um, wake of George Floyd's death, but then uh, the protests and everything. Uh, how, how have you guys been doing? What what have you been doing? I guess to to kind of uh, deal with it and, and participate. I'll go first. I, I mean, thrown it to someone. Uh, Sorry, Corey. Yeah, it's. I mean, this is. I mean, it's been a huge education for me and um you know just like i i'm at a loss for words because i don't necessarily have the vocabulary and the to to describe what i'm feeling or or what i see other people feeling and it's and it's been um you know trying to figure out how i process it and how i communicate it and just trying to support uh, my friends, our community, and um, 
and that's all you know aside from all the work stuff which is just that 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 stuff doesn't matter i mean we're you know going nonstop trying to cover all of this stuff um but it's uh yeah it's been it's been rough but not nearly as rough as it is for a lot of other people so it's trying to find some growth mark have you been have you gotten to have you been protesting or what what have you been up to um no well i mean basically i mean so it also just happened that last week on monday was when we started with the sending the kids back to daycare for the first time in two months so uh as far as like getting out protesting like unless it's a family friendly thing like all of our previous babysitters and whatnot which are our grandparents are shot now because the kids are back and being exposed to all the daycare kids so they can't see anybody and so we've just been hanging low so a lot of it has just been watching on tv you know sending money where you can helping out and i mean helping out our neighborhood where we can like making the rounds has helping a bunch of local businesses put up plywood and um i mean the first the whatever was that wednesday or thursday when the kind of everything happened in midway in st paul thursday yeah yeah you, thursday, you yeah. um I, I mean i should tell everyone the when when that happened that day on thursday um you raced over with you found some plywood at uh at a home depot and raced over to the bar to help me out uh to uh, uh you know <laughs> try to reinforce the window that yeah, there one did window. so quickly because <laughs> uh because we were so basically the the call came text came in to me from uh, one of my employees who also works at target and was like get out of the bar and i was like at home and i ran over to the bar and uh, and then we we just thought like I just had this image of like people with like torches like the Simpsons uh, uh, episode or whatever are just going to come and we had to get it get that wood up and uh, we we didn't exactly secure it to the frame, <laughs> which became a problem. <laughs> yeah, it was a we- it was a weird feeling driving over there with the wood just because there's no reason why I should be driving into over there to the midway when that's going on, yeah. but I was and. And then trying to get out it was also equally kind of yeah. just intense. But yeah, no, like and a lot of it too is like like um, I mean the uh, local a couple of local stores in my neighborhood, like the Liquor Barrel, which is a couple blocks away, end up getting looted a little bit. And so mm-hmm. helping with some cleanup, like the they were having like a lot of local businesses were having a hard time finding plywood. So like kind of like reached out to a bunch of neighbors and like drove around and picked up some like extra plywood from some people to bring it over to some like it would be like i also talked to another like random neighbor and like we just went over to like another shop uh that was like a bar that was in the process of being um uh renovated and helped just start putting up boards for them and they're like oh thanks we're like, yeah well we had some boards so yeah yeah, yeah I, had to, but, uh, I had to go out to stillwater um uh with a friend's pickup that i borrowed to to pick up uh plywood for for business businesses that on the east side that we were helping to to cover up um rodrigo uh how, how have you been uh wh- or what have you been up to i i guess is maybe a, a better question i i think for me like these these this these last events have been really been uh just a culmination of just like microaggressions um just piling up one after the other so like now like now that it's kind of like quiet down like a lot of us in our in, uh, between me and nubia just beginning to finally start processing things right and so like for us it was um you know we were we were um we watched 
what happened to George. And then we were like, what's going to happen next? And then next thing I knew, it was, um, you know, the protest and then um, everything else that came after that. And like I, for me, like when I was growing up, like in like in college, like that, like I was protest, you know, I was like protest out mm-hmm. there, front lines kind of person. But being in a different situation where like I'm not only not only am I much older, but like I have kids, mm-hmm. and my role just totally switched from like organizing to like delegating, and like I struggled a lot within myself to kind of uh, accept this new role, right? Yeah, and um, because I really wanted to be out there. And um, like I knew I couldn't in a sense. And so yeah. it was like a real big struggle. But at the same time, like, you know, a lot of stuff hit close to home too. Like, you know, like um, the auto zone that, that was burnt down is literally like four blocks from my house. Sunrise, um, the Sunrise Plaza is two and a half blocks from my house. Right. Yeah. The, the Super America or the Speedway now that um, a lot of the looting came from. You know, it was, it was, you know, it's like two and a half blocks from my house. And I'm also a board member of Victoria Arts Theater, which is, you know, uh, an old theater that we're trying to renovate. And it's got big old bay windows and we need, didn't board it up the night before. And we were all thinking, oh man, what's going to happen? So I got up literally the next day, like at 6.30 in the morning, and I ran over there and um, nothing had happened. But at the same time, like I saw everything else that had gone on and I was like, mm-hmm. Wow. I was really like, wow, this is, this is surreal. It was like magic realism in a sense, you yeah. know. It was like it was like real, but it was real, but didn't feel so real. Like it felt like it was in like an, uh, kind of like a mini out of body experience. But then at the same time, like it, it, it triggered a lot of the memories when we left Peru. Like when we left Peru, it was a bad political situation. We had curfews, but curfews with like military, like water tanks right yeah on like every other block so it's like it reminded me a lot of that and my dad and i talked a lot about that and so like it was a high stress situation you know because we um we we, we got to we got to talk to our neighbors more and we were able to just watch for each other and just be careful but like literally like for almost a week and a half i i didn't sleep in my bed like mm-hmm. i slept in and uh, upstairs on the on the uh couch and I think it wasn't for like, like this whole time now, this past four or five days, I've been sleeping in my bed finally, but it's just yeah. like, my anxiety is, is, is it can, it can go from low to high and, and any second now. So it's, 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 it's a lot to deal with, but it's also, I, I'm, I'm happy that people are beginning to really realize what has been going on in this country for the past I don't know, 300, 400 years, yeah. right? It's become more of not only is it just something that doesn't directly affect us, but now it's become something that you can't deny. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'm finally getting out on, I don't even know which day it was anymore, Sunday, I think, um, maybe Saturday. Um, getting out to um, one of the marches down from U.S. Bank Stadium to uh to 38th in Chicago was nice. I, I had not been able to. I've been stuck in all these other things. Um, uh, I've been been out to one other event, but w- was at the Capitol, so it didn't. 
it had a different feel than like actually marching through the streets and actually getting down to 38th in Chicago and seeing what a crazy world it is down there right now. It crazy and like just a magical way of like just people serving people food, the art that's up there, the the kind of environment of people um, just trying to be there. Um, it, it's it's surreal and it's a it was amazing to finally get there and and just um, being being there. You know, it, it's tougher, right? When when you're in your when you an old man in your thirties, late thirties, and <clears throat> um, but thankfully, it's like my partner and I are able to be like, hey, let's uh, let's like I'll I'll take the kids for a while so you can go out and do, do some protesting because it's a moment that we will talk about uh, for the rest of our lives. It's it's a uh, hopefully you know in in all good ways, right? Of of, of a watershed moment of of change, but also just something of real upheaval. So, um, yeah. So um, let's, uh, should we just do, like, take a break and then we'll come back and, and actually start the, the show? Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind. Let's take a break and we'll start. Let's the, do start it. The uh, break, hold open. All right, back on the 55.1 podcast. Uh, my name is Wes Berdine. I'm joined by these fantastic gentlemen. And um, we've got, uh, we, I don't, there's like literally just a collection of things to talk about, um, including going from Bundesliga to, to Premier League. So we've loosely arranged this. Do you want to start with the U.S. Women's National Team? Uh, Wes, how's your bar doing? Ah, <laughs> good. <laughs> good. <laughs> That was good. Uh, you're asking me because you, because I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to tell the story of of the the uh, the looting break in. Yeah, uh, I wanna, yeah. well, I, I'm just curious how our, the plywood that I brought over held up. Yeah, yeah. That's actually, all really, that's all I'm really getting at right yeah, now. Is you know what? Actually, should, I, I should, should have sprung for the back. extra like two dollars per you know square foot to get the really good stuff or not. Treat your plywood like your toilet paper. Oh, you bought the cheap stuff, dude. I don't think I think no. It was all based on. I actually bought based. It was I. I bought whatever mm. size would fit in my car. Oh, okay. Because I so, didn't ha, like. As I was in the checkout line, I decided to like grab one tie down for three dollars. I was like, maybe I need this. Yeah. So and then it's like I don't even know. I think it's gonna fit my car. Like it literally went from like the dashboard yeah. all the way back because I have a Subaru all yeah, the way yeah. back to like the the um, trunk door, and um, yeah, it barely fit. <laughs> So, um, you know, that was around uh, one o'clock when we were boarding everything up and, and things were, it was weird. It's middle of the day and like things are just going crazy outside and some, you know, just down the block, like the pawn shop is, is going, TJ Maxx is on fire. Um, I forget what what else was on fire. I remember TJ Maxx in particular and I'm like racing to put the, the last of the liquor downstairs and like then get that. Um and uh, and then I eventually I just we were like all right let's get the hell out of here um, went home and just had the cameras on because we have a ton of cameras there just had them on my laptop or on my phone and I was just like you know talking you know and then at some point like within an hour or so a car ran into my neighbor's house um, and it was just like everything was crazy it was it was literally the craziest day I think of my life and then 
at some point we just were like, you know what, let's take the kids and we'll go stay with some friends tonight um, in, in, in the suburbs. And, uh, and then 940, uh, you know, I, I pull up my phone because my friend was going to put on sneakers. We were going to watch sneakers, which is one of the greatest movies of all time. And, uh, and I'd been checking all night and it had just been dead. No one around the bar. Cause it's, it's kind of an Island or whatever. And it's dark. Um, uh, not too many soccer fans out there looting, I guess. Um, and so, uh, they, uh, I, I suddenly look and I see like this group of people and they just bashed in the, the, the window and eventually got in. Um, and so they got in, they smashed the window. They, they, uh, I had, we haven't had money in the bar for three months you know there was nothing really to take the real worry was that they would just light it on fire do something stupid um but you know by the time we got there 45 minutes later and i had like three other people with me so i didn't get like killed or something um but once i saw a video of who it was later i was like oh these are like 20 year old kids you know they're not gonna yeah um it was they like took a, a bottle of high west a bottle of Johnny Walker Black, I think some bottles of Moscato, um, and, I, and that's basically it. The, oh, they, they took a, our change machine for the pool table, which I, I don't own anyway, so it doesn't affect me. Um, so, yeah, that was it. But the, the, So the cleanup is going okay. We've got to get some window, a oh, new window, but um, we're opening Friday. I guess I, I didn't say this on the podcast yet, but Friday we're going to open, and so we'll now be open uh, Saturday and Sunday for some Bundesliga, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. But yeah, it was a it was a really crazy day, and then we reinforced the plywood. But after that Thursday night, nothing like Midway's been silent. It's been really quiet, other than helicopters all the time. Yeah, but 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 the Pisco is okay. But the yeah, the Pisco is okay. They, these these oh, okay. right. these were I mean they they don't have any taste. Nobody goes for the pisco. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no twenty year doesn't know about pisco. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they were and the they Bl- were definitely and the Blanton was okay too. The Blantons, yeah, they did not get. Well, no, I didn't have any Blantons out. That was um that we only keep in the front bar, and I had I had already secured that during the day. So it was just the stuff in the lounge, which I I should have moved and I should have just left the lounge. So they broke the door to the lounge. And then they got the register that I didn't leave open, but obviously didn't have money in. So they smashed a couple registers. It took them like 10 minutes. I rewatched the video and they took them like <laughs> 10 minutes to smash the registers. You're just going to speed it up and put yakety sacks over oh, top and there, of it. There's like one kid out front <laughs> trying to smash the camera. And eventually I thought he did because I couldn't see out of it, but he just smudged it. So we just turned the clear plastic thing and now we can see it. it's just it was it was the dumbest looting i've ever you know watching it and having no danger anymore right or no i know what's going to happen right it's just they're just dumb you know just and yeah and it, and i don't know if you guys saw all the pictures of the like that the atf put out of like who ransacked yeah. uh it's like all those hudson kids yeah the kids from uh freaking i was going to say woodbury but Eric Miller and and just, uh, the Colmans are from Woodbury, so uh, I won't. Yeah, say I mean, I would say Edina. I'd just say but Edina. I know right? these, but yeah. these I didn't. They didn't have a cake eater look to them. It's it's uh, maybe like where's Maplewood? But maybe they're from Maplewood. I don't know. Maplewood. I don't know. <laughs> maybe Farmington. Oh, mm. all right. Well, some. I mean, they were just just 
right, let's just settle on Matamidae and then that's it. <laughs> just shit eaters from Matamidae. Uh, yeah, 20-year-old is going to go play Frisbee tomorrow afternoon. They did get, you know, they got the change machine, so they've got um, laundry for the next year sorted. Um, anyway, that's the bar update, uh, but we'll be open Friday. So if people are um, interested, they can come drink at the bar. Um, can we do soccer now? Yes, I think nice. all of our listeners. I think all of our listener would appreciate that. <laughs> all, yeah, all three of them. Yeah, <laughs> they need this. Uh, U.S. Women's National Team. The the players have called for a repeal of the no kneeling policy and an apology. Because um, the U.S. soccer, obviously, last year, last year, two years ago, when was it? Two. It was twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah, twenty seventeen. That long yeah. ago. They put in the policy that apparently, now it comes out, did not apply to the men and apparently never had like the consequences to it fleshed out because Megan Rapinoe basically, it was just a policy they put in to make Megan Rapinoe stop. They they were going to threaten a three-game suspension and then a 12-month suspension for a second offense, which is like, like so basically kneeling is is basically like, doing heroin uh um so anyway and uh and you know now they they apparently have are, are all black lives matter and uh and and so u.s women are like um so what about that the thing where you're gonna ban us for uh for saying black lives matter um yeah it's really weird because like in the past week like sports has totally like gone from no we're not political to like full-blown political and like i i literally thought i was reading the nutmeg news when i saw the headline that the nfl was apologizing for not listening to their players and all this other stuff and i was like wait what yeah and then i read it and i watched the video and i was like this still can't be real like and then i'm like this is you know this is going to be extremely interesting what happens in the next you know year or so there was there's some really good stuff about that where it was like a rogue videographer for the nfl uh, because the players put out something was it last thursday or or something like that uh and the next day roger goodell um had his response that had verbatim phrases from the players demands or like this is exactly what we want you to say Mm. and like kudos to the players for just saying fuck it we're gonna just go and do it Mm -hmm. and we're gonna put it out and we don't care what the consequences are they took their window they saw the opening and they ran with it and with a little bit of public perception um uh, and support behind them it's they got that snowball rolling which is huge well the 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 complete you know i I mentioned before that we'll look back at this time as this huge watershed moment where the the complete shift in in how you can the the all, all these people are talking about how the polls about how people view police violence or whatever th- two years ago is completely different now you know the fact that burning i don't know if you saw the poll that was like how many people are okay with burning the third precinct and it was like 54% so the burning the third precinct would win the presidential election right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's winning. And just just how crazy that is. And to see, yeah, to see teams do that. Um uh can I can I ask you this? I didn't put this in the notes, but um 
I have thoughts on this, but how have you seen Minnesota United's uh, response? And because uh, th- they've had a couple different things they've done, and and uh, and I'm curious how you've seen it, Rodrigo. Um, I, to be honest, I'm like extremely frustrated. Yeah, you know, because it's it's not the first time um, that Minnesota United just functions on a reactionary basis. Like they wait till somebody else says something before they do that, right? I mean, it was the NWSL that put out a statement in a video format before the MLS, before anybody else. I I, I, I like to say, but it was just like it's just extremely frustrating being part of uh, not only Minnesota, who's known as progressive, but also um, even if just like you know putting in putting just information out there or putting a statement, right? Like a simple statement. But like it's, they're always silent when it comes to issues. When it comes to issues that affect community work, in a sense, and it's just you know it's 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 disappointing and frustrating mm. because I I know what what the uh, I know a lot of people and I know uh, the supporters groups and like a majority of those folks, you know, all of all folks that I know, you know, they're they're very supportive of, of community work and, and things like this, and to be able to not hear from, I think it was a week. It took them to come up with a statement. It's just, it's just, just frustrating. Specifically when like you literally had like part of the uh, Saint Paul Police Department literally like making a wall in order to save the stadium in a sense. And that's like the thing that 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 really frustrated me about this whole thing. Yeah, they. Um, I'm actually not actually sure I even saw their official statement that that came out. Now, <laughs> come to think about it, I, my original um, take was that um, they were they were at least from the be- pretty early. I don't know from the beginning. Um, pretty early, um, Jacory Hayes, uh, Ike Opara, um someone else did. I'm Michael playing. Boxall put out one of, was one My, of the first. Well, Michael Boxall uh, tweeted it, and then they retweeted that. Right. Yeah, his and Boxall's was yeah very early, and it was just like uh, I forget. It was, but it was something. Like, it's like being fired seems like a pretty low yeah yeah uh, low, something low, something yeah. a low standard for murdering somebody yeah yeah and uh, yeah. and but then then uh, a few of the the black players on the team kind of wrote things up, and the the team put it out there, and I kind of. Um, I don't – so part of me uh, kind of liked that approach because platitudes from a team are, are kind of empty to me. And I, not that I don't want to see the team do something, but I would rather see – I would rather them not put out a blanket statement that looks exactly like every other company and instead see them do something. Like, okay, well, like you can say Black Lives Matter, but like – what are you gonna do? And and I do I, I do know without kind of like talking about the inner workings of of uh, supporters group stuff. I do know that there is at least movement from the from the team, and it wasn't. I think it was partially internal from them, not just external pressure. That there will be actions done. Um, I, I but I I don't don't know too much about that yet, so I don't really want to say. But I I I get what, what you're saying, Rodrigo. I, I I just I don't know if my my version of it makes sense of why I kind of kind of liked what they did. But I, I just think that it's just uh, you know like you let the players make the statements, but we already knew that Ico Para yeah. stand on this issue, and uh, and uh, I mean. 
and so like to let the players speak that's great you know like watching boxo and then um the other uh kiwi um noah are, 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 yeah noah noah is it, it is it uh yeah because we have two two new zealand players because they, they both so understand like and like they, they yeah. live in a city but it's just that you know that that's that that's fine and you leave yes. with them okay i guess but you just you know at the same time you could have just said something from the beginning yeah like, and it's not the first time, right? And yeah. it's not the, the they 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 just missed an opportunity to do that. And it's just like personally, I just it's just frustrating for me. Yeah, yeah. I live in this neighborhood. So. Yeah, you'd rather like I I I kind of agree with that. I mean, I I would love for them to be more proactive, but genuine about the statements that they would put out. Where if they, I don't have an issue with any of the things that they've put out. I wish they would have pushed them out sooner. But yeah, I think that comes down to does the staff have that knowledge of vocabulary? Do they know what the right I mean it, it's a you know, it's a it's a very white organization and yeah. Do, you know what does it look like, you know, if you're just going to hey, let's have our black players say something. Like yeah. does that does that get criticized? So it's like, you know, you want them to jump on this stuff sooner. Yeah. I, I, but you still want it to be genuine. My biggest disappointment was that there were no white American players who spoke up and, and put something out. Um, I, I, just, I just think it's it's awesome to see Ike be so good at, at like, he, not, not even just on these issues, but he's really good at... Uh, just saying things that are pointed or whatever. And, um, you know, I, I think it's important for those, for the, I think it's important for white allies to, to like help speak up for that. I don't think it's important. I don't think it's uh, just for Ike to be the one or Ike or Jacore or anyone to be the ones to, to stand up for that. And I think, uh, you know, I compare that to, you know, uh, forward Madison put out there, um, all the players signed, um, but it assigned uh, this letter, but it included kind of a paragraph or two from uh, a few Q people. And they weren't all uh, just the kind of black and biracial players. They were uh, they were from some of the white players kind of standing with that. And I think that that shows a more that shows a, uh, an environment more of conversation about these issues and really making it not just the individual players that, that this, you know, these teams, people, anytime we have groups of people being anti-racist and finding ways to, to change power structures. So I, I appreciated that from forward Madison's players. I guess my main thing is like, and it's not just Minnesota United, it's pretty much any large, I mean, every organization, yeah. every large company in the U S is putting out statements and I could actually care less about every single statement they're putting out. Yeah. I just want them to, open up their purses and put their money where their <laughs> mouth is because that's what that's the resource they have like no one cares what you say if you're a multi-billion dollar like corporation you know you can throw 50 100 million dollars mm -hmm. at something no problem mm -hmm. and I, that's what i want you to do like yeah. i don't really care what you have to say just make the difference and you have the power with your purse and use it that's yeah. and it's goes back to like similar like and hopefully that'll be what we see in the future with Minnesota United because obviously the ownership group uh, of Minnesota United is comprised of 
the wealthiest Minnesotans there are. Right. And if they can come together and put their money where their mouth is, that'll be way more satisfying than any like press release that they could put out. Yeah. Um, back to back briefly to the the U.S. women's national team pushing back on the kneeling. Uh, what was great is the U.S. men's uh, national team. Their lawyer kind of uh, spoke up and said, "Yeah, we agree with repealing this. It's really stupid. Also, it didn't affect us, and so that's why we didn't care before." Which is just, it's like so amazing. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Is this the same lawyer who was uh, representing the U.S. soccer? Like, is, oh, they just they they say the the darndest things, those lawyers. Um, yeah. Let's talk about some leagues coming back, okay? Because uh, La Liga has 11 match weeks in five weeks that they're trying to do. Um, Barcelona are at 58 points. Real Madrid are at 56 points. This is probably the only... Um, well, I only recognize uh, four leagues, and that's Bundesliga, EPL, La Liga, and Bundesliga 2. Um, so... Uh, but uh, this is the only one where it has like uh, some drama to it. Yeah, th- th- this is gonna be a this is gonna be a sprint to the finish, and I think it's gonna be um, it's gonna be fascinating to see how, especially if they're gonna be playing what two matches a week. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, but Squad it's on, rotation, everything's gonna come into play. It's gonna but, be amazing. But it's on BN, so it doesn't doesn't count. Um, well, especially that, if you're. That's the thing that made me mad. Is like all the league is only in BN, so I'm not gonna watch it because yeah. I'm not forking over the you know, was it ten dollars or nine dollars or five dollars? Yeah. So I I will fork over the ten dollars or whatever it is to be able to watch the NWSL tournament. Five ninety nine. Yep. I will I will fork over for that. I'm gonna, but not, I'll, not to watch BN because that's gonna be that's the. I mean, we can. I mean, if we're already talking about the women's team, we can jump ahead. But basically, they got yeah. their. Um, you know they've got their tournament in Utah, which has an, uh, a a COVID uh, positivity rate increase. So we'll see how that plays out. But they start June twenty seventh, opener and the final will be on CBS National Broadcast. So it's going to be huge for the league. It's going to be the first uh, professional sport in the U.S. that comes back. Um, but then everything else is going to be on CBS All Access, which you get a week for free and it's five ninety nine a month, and then you can cancel whatever and that's a no brainer, like six bucks to watch all the NWSL tournament games. Yeah. Done. I'm trying to see if, um, the, you know, actually I was looking for La Liga to, to look up the, the schedule to see if we have a, um, if, if Real Madrid and Barcelona play, but I don't think they do. But, um, in terms of the NWSL, what's amazing about that is it sounds like the league told all the players that they will get paid even if they don't play, which is like crazy, right? I mean, yeah, I, I, it's hard to imagine being being that generous when you know not having Megan Rapino there or not having you know uh, the the big stars there is is yeah. is a hit. So we'll see who actually ends up playing in that. Um, Bundesliga, uh, that is um, still going on. It looks pretty sealed up for um, for Bayern. Um, but this weekend, I will be opening up the bar for the first time for soccer in ages, um, other than secret times. But um, Dusseldorf and Dortmund is the 8.30. Secret times? 
Uh, <laughs> you did not get the invite, Marks. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, uh, uh, Dusseldorf uh, and um, Dortmund play at 8.30, so I'll be open for that. But um, Union uh, are also kind of in a relegation fight to stay up. Um, uh, so that last game was interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was. Was it Union and like, Schalke? Yeah, yes. yeah. No, 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 it was. Uh, no, no, it was you. No, yeah, it was. Maybe that was Union and Schalke, but there was the uh, the other one that's on the bottom. Uh, it was the the uh, Wolfs, Wolfsburg oh, I, and Augsburg and, Augsburg and Köln. Yeah, that one was or, really o- interesting. Augsburg, was, I pronounced it wrong. Augsburg College. Augsburg. Augsburg. Yeah. But like, yeah, that was an interesting <laughs> game because it was the game on Sunday, and like, literally, like, it was zero zero until like the eighty fifth minute. Yeah, and then like in ten minutes, they they both tied up. It was like, wow. I was like, nobody really wants to go down, and nobody really wants to win. <laughs> yeah. Well, you had you had Union and Schalke tie one one. You had Augsburg and Köln uh, tie one one. But you had Werder who. Um, you know they're they're going down. They're they're yeah. They're now yeah. second second last. It's, um, it's going to be interesting to see where where Josh Sargent lands next season. Yeah, I mean and they, if the uh, if they ask uh, Claudio Pizarro to come back one more year, they they're at twenty five points. Dusseldorf above them are at twenty eight. Um, they they could you know they could get uh you know or or Mainz are two above them at 31 they could come back but they just look terrible so it's 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 unlikely once you start seeing how these teams are it's like technically they could make it happen but they won't um and then uh on sunday there's um fc st Pauli. we're doing the um replay there uh 10 a.m but also you've got schalke uh leverkusen at 11 um we basically we will open up for these morning matches and then close down again and then open up again at five uh and um Otherwise, like, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Premier League, do we do that? Corey, why, yeah. don't, you, why don't you take the lead? Because you, your team is good. Yeah, my team's good, but it's also uh, anyway. Uh, we'll get to the Newcastle. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll do the Newcastle fun story. One, yeah. That's that's just. I was reading that about an hour before we started taping. I was just like, this is one of the most delicious things I've ever. Like, I want this to be. Like a true crime. Okay, now I'll tell the story then. Fine. Yeah, you have right. to tell it now. So uh, I thought this was going to be, I was trying to read up uh, on kind of what's going on in the EPL because I've just like completely forgot it existed. Uh, and I, I wanted to read up on Newcastle and the the attempt by the kind of Saudi um, wealth fund that they have to buy it. But it, it turns out, so this is, uh, The Athletic has a great article on this, but it's basically Newcastle, who are going to be owned by the Saudi Wealth Fund, are going to play Sheffield United, who are owned by a Saudi prince. And the only way to watch is on BN Sports, which is a major EPL partner. Uh, BN Sports is a Qatari-owned TV station. And so in, the Saudi, in Saudi Arabia, the only way you can watch it is that the Saudi government has created a pirated version of it called Be Out Q. And, and it's like a big fight, right? Because, you know, we've, we've, I assume people are, are generally aware that of the uh, fight going on between uh, Saudi Arabia and Qatar and, and a bunch of the states. Um, and so uh, the EPL is trying to figure out what to do about, you know, they've got ownership that is Saudi, and so that's the, you know, but they also have like one of their major partners who they can't screw over because there's so much money coming in. 
and it is uh it's like a i mean it's it's like globalism gone amok so it's it's gonna be i mean they they basically the, so this was in a piece yesterday uh sunday the 7th by matt slater in the athletic uh and it's really well done and there's a ton of detail in there um but basically it's like yeah this this will go through but it's going to give the prem a ton of leverage to uh allow bn to be um aired in saudi arabia and eventually when their contract is up in 2022 or something like that then they can have a real competitor it's like it's it's all about licensing and uh my my favorite part is basically like the the b out q is essentially playing like the most high tech version of whack-a-mole ever where they're just grabbing streams they're like oh nope we have another we we have another bn box right here turn that one on and then just stream it and it's just no the best part of the article was that they talked about like the the best like way that bn sports could like counter the the uh, pirators was having their like literally whack-a-mole where like they would move their logo in different areas across the screen throughout a match so that like the pirators couldn't cover it up with their logo for the network it's like it was just hilarious (laughs) yeah 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 that was incredibly dumb it's so good um other other premier league stuff uh there's a lot of talk about neutral sites for big games big rivalries uh that seems to be not quite off the table, but it's looking like they'll be um, hosting home and away matches. Uh, the one of the open the opening weekend is uh, I don't think it's Liverpool Everton. Yeah, it, it might be Liverpool Everton. Um, no, they play Palace first, and then they play Everton. But the Merseyside Derby uh, will happen at Goodison Park. Um, Why would they do them at neutral sites? Is there is there a- they're they're concerned about security, uh, fans congregating. Uh, lack of social distancing um but completely defeating the purpose of playing in empty stadiums yeah yep yep uh and but the mayor of liverpool all of the um security there the 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 police and everything are pretty confident that they will be able to keep the fans away all the supporter groups seem to be down with it and they've communicated that to all of their members um so it looks like you'll be seeing a lot of that so i don't know if i don't know if there's another Mm. what other derbies are going to be happening in the schedule i haven't looked it over yet but first three matches for all the teams have been um agreed upon and then the next seven um or however many are um kind of uh tentatively scheduled right now but um are liverpool gonna win yeah yeah, they're gonna win. They gotta Here's win the too. Like, they just gotta win too, man. But no, what I would love, just love, is the opening week have Man City lose to Arsenal and then have Liverpool win. And all of a sudden, like all the hype of coming back in the very first yeah. weekend, like, yeah. oh yeah, it's over. Oh, it's done. All it's right. done. Yep, they did Let's, their they What are we gonna do for the next six weeks now? <laughs> no, no drama. <laughs> yeah. Liverpool need to lose that that game and that would that Klopp, would... Klopp will just play the kids and be like, eh, it's it's fine. Uh but uh the only other big, there's not a ton of transfer stuff, but Timo Werner from uh, RB Leipzig uh, was looking like he was going to go to um, Liverpool, but looks like Chelsea has swooped in because they still have money because of their trans- transfer ban last year. Um, but Jurgen Klopp had a really good justification for it. He's like, there's a lot of really great players out there. 
but it's really hard to justify spending 50 million on a player after asking your squad and your staff to take pay cuts. It's like, it doesn't seem responsible or ethical to do that. And I'm blah, like, blah, blah, blah. Jurgen Klopp yeah, blah, is blah. a great human Jürgen being. Klopp. Yeah. He's everyone, everyone's dad. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> the MLS tournament. So there's a lot to this. So we know that there's going to be a 35 day tournament that happens in Orlando that um, will be separate from then. It will go back to kind of the second half of the season that will be played in empty stadiums around. Um, the details of it, I think, are coming out like literally probably as you're listening to this. So this is completely outdated. So we'll we'll try not to hit too many of these like speculative points. Um, but the the winner will get uh, there's a million dollar prize fee and um, uh, a, a Champions League uh, spot. Um, and so, uh, but it's unclear how that will work. I'm sure they will an- announce how it will work because, right, like, is it the Open Cup spot? Is it... Yeah. Or is uh, it tricky because what if Toronto wins? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm all on Cincinnati taking taking everything. Montreal, man. Thierry Henry is going to just make make it happen. Their um, coach. <laughs> at some point, the motherfucker better just be like, you know what, I'm so much better than you going to go out there i'm going to score three goals um so uh the 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 one like there was a lot we talked about like on the podcast um uh that that we put out of of the problems with it the one thing is i I did talk to christian because i was kind of worried right like christian's second baby is coming during this tournament and so I, i talked to him and was like what, what is the deal? And I, I asked him if I could share this. Um, and uh, and he said that he's allowed to leave uh, for the birth. He's So he he's allowed to kind of go back to Houston for a bit um, and and be with uh, his family, which is awesome. And I believe that Vela and Chicharito are also expecting yes, they are. babies. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. So, so yeah, they'll, th- that's good to know. I, w- I was kind of like, well, you know, you want to get back to playing. But also like family, right? And so like you having to make make the choice between that would be a huge pain in the ass. Um, beyond to to you know put it lightly. Um, so teams are back to to full squad training this week. Um, let's see uh, format. We don't know. We know that there's going to be uh, four groups of four, two groups of five, um, and we think that there's going to be, that it's going to be basically kind of World Cup uh, qualifying style where it's like the top two from each group will go and then a, a few of the best um, third place finishers so that you get uh, a round of 16 to follow that. Um, and this is all, like, again, this podcast now has become just like four guys read the uh, read the athletic to you um, uh, because this is like Paul Tenorio and Sam Stacey. Rex, and three guys. Three guys. There's only, there's only three of us now. <laughs> Is that just because you I, mean? I grabbed the athletic. So. Oh, oh, oh. Well, yeah, but we read it to you, and then you read it to us. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Rodrigo, we copy and paste it into the notes for you. <laughs> so you do, you do read it somehow. Um, I, I read the abridged version, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Cliff Notes. That's all you really need. 
So thoughts on the the tournament? I want to talk about the CBA agreement or the 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 way we got to this too. But but what do you think about the tournament? I mean, the tournament's fine. I'm very curious how they're going to do things afterwards. That's what I'm more yeah. curious about. Like they have zero details about how they're planning on coming back to any sort of like home markets or whatever they're going to do. So yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's fine. I mean, basically like if your team doesn't make the round of 16 and even if your team does, it's only three matches of, you know, a 34 hope like mm-hmm. as they would like a 34 match season, like these three matches aren't really going to matter a whole lot in the whole scheme of things. Like it's any more so than like the first two matches have mattered so far this year. Yeah, it, it's essentially uh, a, another preseason, right? It's just another preseason tournament. There's a there's a couple more stakes, but the, you know, I mean, do we know, is the group stage going to be a play each team once or is it going to be a pseudo home and away leg kind of thing where you play every team twice? Like, I don't know. If, if it's 35 one, days, I, it's got to be. I'd imagine it's yeah, I think they said. I think they said that I at most teams would play seven matches. So with yeah. the 16 you know, round knockout, that's three matches yeah. each in the so, um, I mean, group stage. And, and all of the group stage games count against the regular season. So are they trying to line that up so it matches? I think it just throws the whole the whole season schedule out the window and they just figure out who played who during the tournament in the in the group stage. And then they redo the entire season schedule after that. Um. And I think really they're just trying to buy time until all of the local jurisdictions allow for sport to return. Yeah, uh, I mean, one thing without that, fans. Yeah. One thing they could do is instead of doing a like a group stage, they could just do you know, um, you play three teams, not necessarily a group, but like there's tiebreakers and whatever, and whoever has the most points moves on out of the, that for a certain number, and then by the the way that they pair them up, like you would basically just pair up teams to play. Basically Western conference teams would play Eastern conference teams and paired up that way to make it so that later on when you want to limit travel times and stuff, you could have more of the local teams playing later. I mean, but who knows? There's, yeah, there's a lot of like, uh, like time and space folding. I think like the spices life type stuff going uh, that, that is happening in the, MLS office to try to make all this work. I I literally do not envy anyone who's trying to figure out Here, how to here's make the, these. Here's the thing. Work. Here's a couple of things that I've been thinking about. First of all, the only winner out of this whole thing is Disney. Oh yeah, because right? it, it's an ESPN. They're playing in Orlando. They're going to Disney World to stay in, right? And they're only playing in certain certain stadiums. I don't think they're playing in the Miami stadium at all. So. Uh, so that's one thing, right? It, second, second of all, it's just um, I'm I'm hoping that they intertwine the previous standings uh, to make that to make that be more feasible, at least more to have to have more feeling that there's this is not just a preseason. And then, in addition to that, like, what times are we watching games? More likely early in the morning and like late evening at night, because this is Florida, right? Who's gonna want to play at 10 a.m. in the morning? In the middle of the summer, during a pandemic, and everyone's like, going to want to last more than twenty minutes. Every team is going to want to play at the um, the West Coast eight p.m. starting time when you're in Orlando in July or in you know July and August. So, I mean, they could they could start 
playing a game at 9 p.m. I mean, there's no fans, right? So right. so they don't... Right. So the, the, the thing is, it's, it's going to be like a pre-World Cup Qatar, right? Watch the games at 6 or 7 in the morning or 8 o'clock and then watch them at 10, 10 yep. p.m. Or, or 9 p.m. at night. And so like, I was going to make it interesting, but it's just, a, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's weird. I also think, you know, teams who have youth and depth are probably the teams that are, that are going to fare better in this in this tournament so i think portland might struggle right because they have a much older team so like 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 i keep thinking you know i get to see as as much as free chacon as i get in this past you know seven oh, games he's not gonna play chacon oh come on he's gotta he's, he's not gonna be able to play ike every game if you're gonna play what are they playing what two games? But Chacon doesn't play defense. I was gonna say no. You know what? No, 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 no. Let it, let him. I'd go. With that. But like, I would love to see Chacon be this the lead guy in the box on corner in case they're trying to defend him. Chacon is the center back man. That's Chacon well, can play any position. The hair, the hair is actually it's it it's like a it, it's like a like a dog's tongue. It helps to just cool him off. Yeah. So I mean, you're you're totally right, Rodrigo. In that a normal world uh, with with a normal coach. You would see, you would get some Shakonista uh, af- action going, but I, 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 I want to caution you, my friend. <laughs> Don't get your hopes up too high. Very curious how they're going to turn this into a a watchable product. Seems a bit too harsh, but mm-hmm. I mean MLS, they are not known for. I mean, they don't have a TV following. Like they don't have huge ratings. They are known for having great in stadium atmospheres. Because of they, uh, most of their teams have small soccer-specific stadiums, and they're very loud, and they're designed for supporters groups, and they make a great atmosphere. And I'm just curious how they're gonna replicate any of that. Just because mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm just looking back at like when I started watching Bundesliga again. Um, I know all the um, talk about like you know uh, Gladbach about how they put the um, pictures of the fans up and everything, mm-hmm. but honestly, as I was watching those matches when they had the pictures of the fans up and only in like the first like 15, 20 rows where the cameras could actually see them. And then also when they piped in, like as we talked about in the last one, they piped in the um, supporters kind of cheering and stuff. That was the best viewing experience that I have had so far watching a Bundesliga match because for a moment I forgot that there was nobody in the stadium. Like I was fooled and I was just able to watch the game, and it felt like a normal game. And I don't know how they're going to replicate that basically on a very well-maintained practice field. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's going to be hard to fake the, even if you piped in, really good crowd noise that was dynamic and it moved and, uh, and, and you, know, you had different chants and stuff. It's not going to fit with the, the size of the stadium. Yeah. Well, it's gonna be, it's gonna be really. The the fact is, this is the league saying we are losing so much money. Disney Disney is the only option we have to make a, a bit of a chunk of money. Um, I don't really blame them. I I probably I I wonder how much other MLS games I'm gonna watch. Uh, how, it, I it's always hard to to gauge your your feelings about it, and I think that's our like Twitter question that we have from Dave Kelly, but um, of of that we'll get to. Um, cause it, it is just like, do we, do I care about this or, uh, I, I don't know. Well, I, I will I, care I think, about Minnesota think, United, but. 
No, I, I think people will care. I mean, like people have been craving sports yeah. for, for what it is. And so like just for the outlet aspect of it uh, and the social interaction, not physically, but like in community sense, like on the internet or on social media, I think people people are craving that. Like what Disney needs to do is like, I want Don Cheeto doing play-by-play, right? Yeah. Like I want... Chris Evans or Mark Ruffalo. I just like you, you got all these Marvel characters, all these movies. Just just in, just influx them into this and make <laughs> it really entertaining, right? Like, like I don't know. I, I want to see Robert Downey Jr. do something in the middle of the field or something like that, or or halftime celebrity goalie wars or something like that, right? You know, <laughs> really, really do something with this. Like you know, like I I want to see Tom Holland go against Jeremy Reiner or Benedict Cumberbatch versus. Uh, Josh I want pa- Brolin. I, want I don't know Paul something, Blart, you know, it's like celebrity death match. It's like celebrity death match wars back in the days in the early nineties type of oh. thing. All right. That- I, I think I think <laughs> Disney and ESPN have enough of a stake in this. Yeah. That it's like put some effort into it. We'll see. We'll see. Um, one of the things that came out of this was that um, the in the negotiations, uh, MLS basically like went nuclear with the players, and um, you know, obviously Paul Tenorio and Sam Seishko have, have covered this pretty well. But um, they they, uh, they threatened a lockout. Was it last week? Now it's, it feels like I, I can't tell. Yeah, what middle of last time week. is anymore. Um, it was like Tuesday, I think it was. They signed it Wednesday or Thursday. I can't remember. Yeah. And, and so they they basically um, said, you we're going to send you one more offer. And if you don't accept it, you'll be locked out. And, and a lockout for the players means they lose health care. They lose everything. Um, and the players basically took that like during the pandemic. Um, and when when everyone is trying to negotiate in good faith and the you know, everyone's like, yeah, we get that. You're not we're not going to make money the same way. Everyone's hurting to kind of threaten to lock them out. The players like were mad, and you could see that in the in the the some of them were the the quotes that they were that were attributed, and there were some anonymous quotes as well. Um, uh, it, it's kind of uh, fascinating, and uh, I mean, it's just a shitty thing to do. And MLS pretty quickly backed down and, and retreated because um, their demands were not. The, the difference of demands were, were not that high, but, you know, it just goes to show you shitbags negotiating. Uh, uh, they're, they're still shitbags, so. I know, and I kind of love that. Like, I think, I mean, one of their big pushes was to make sure that they were one of the first, like, U.S. pro leagues to come back to play. Mm-hmm. And I love that NWSL beat them. Yeah. Still, which is great. <laughs> it's, it's delicious in every way. Uh, um. So uh, let's um, finish up on on just uh, we've got one Twitter question because I got really late to putting it out. Sorry, I'm trying to deal with everything of getting the bar reopened. Um, but I do want to say, if you think that Mark and Rodrigo sound great today, that's because we bought a shitload of equipment. So thank you to yeah. people who support us on Patreon. I don't know why you do that. Uh, whatever you can talk to us on Slack, I guess is the thing. But it it it's like it's fantastic. We got a chunk of money. I went out and bought uh, Mark's got his. You guys have your your new headphones. You've got your microphones and microphone stands. You've got inputs so that we can do this remotely. Um, so it was a, a crap load of money. So I I appreciate uh, everyone who supports us. Um, yes, thank you. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Yeah. 
Corey, you gonna thank him? You you I didn't. Mean, I have my own equipment. mic, but thank you all. <laughs> yeah, I brought my own. <laughs> I have the best equipment here, and so um, David <laughs> Kelly asked this question. Uh, um, I don't know exactly what it is, but I I thought after three months of no sunker, I'd I'd be way into a Bundesliga coming back. But other than watching St. Pauli and maybe turning on a match in the background, I can't get into it. Is the, is it the lack of the fans in the stands, isolation in watching? What's gonna take? What's it gonna take for soccer to feel like soccer again? And maybe I'll I'll, I'll push that question more directly. Do you think Minnesota United coming back? Just whatever it is that the magic will be back for you guys? No. When I watch it with people. I'm going to have to take reservations at the bar because we have to yeah. hit capacity. And I'm I'm sure... I know lots of people are still going to be staying away from bars, and I totally respect that. But I, yeah. I game days are going to be uh, reservation days. I mean, my main excitement about watching soccer is experiencing soccer in person yeah and basically me watching soccer on tv is just a coping mechanism for not being able to go out and watch soccer in person on that very day (laughs) yeah and so when there's no prospect for me to be able to go out and experience and like a crowd and watch soccer in person the coping mechanism doesn't work so well for coping because yeah. there's not there's just nothing there and i mean i'm 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 with david on this in that i was like i'm going to be a union berlin fan which by the way they haven't won yet since i've become one so <laughs> i so feel like i'm not guys. the best fan like i'm uh, maybe it's me i don't know neither, neither have shaka though they're fine yeah but uh but i was like ah that'd be great like and i get all excited it's like i i set the dvrs i because, I mean, I only have uh, – we just have cable at our house. So I, I can – I just get FS1. So I can watch, like, four matches a weekend. And I record them all, and I watch them all. But, yeah, no, I agree. There isn't that much excitement. But also, I I didn't watch that much Bundesliga prior either. So yeah. I really I, – I personally, like, I've never been one who has, like, picked – like, I, I don't have a Prem team. My whole like thing is that like, I always just cheer against certain teams from London and Manchester, and that's it. And um, so I, I I don't I I like to watch it, but like mm. it's just kind of there. It's something to watch. Like I get really into local soccer. Like I've always like everyone like thought it was really weird that it's like I had no prem team. I had no. I didn't really pay that close attention. To, like you know. It, European soccer, but I was really into Minnesota minor league soccer back in the day. And that's, I just like the experience. And until that experience returns, I don't see my excitement returning until. Yeah. Rodrigo, what's, what's going to take for the magic to, to happen for you? I think with me, like I, I, when we first moved to Minnesota, like in the eighties, like, the Bundesliga was the only thing that was on, to be honest. Unless you had like the, the the huge satellite dishes that could you could rotate and move around and be able to catch other leagues or other t- types of TV. So like I grew up watching the Bundesliga, and um and and so like I that was something that I will always watch regardless, right? And so like, so like we're 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 Bayern fans in this house, and like it's always interesting whenever there's a game on, um because you know I have. 
um, I have individuals in this household that are very dedicated to the sport and watching and criticizing things and yelling at the TV and screaming and celebrating everything that, that really when we watch a game on TV, it makes it really enjoyable in a sense. Like I know like, like Corey was saying is like, it's like, yeah, you need to watch it with other people. Right. And that's exactly, I, I've been fortunate to have other people who watch a game with me and like will argue about, you know, anything that's going on. And, um, and, and that, that makes it, that makes it much better and more, more amicable and more uh, just, uh, just intimate in a sense yeah. that way. And I, and I think in, in order for that to happen more, um, you know, there's going to have to be like people, people, so, some way of including people into this whole thing. And I don't know how that's going to be, but at the same time, like a lot of us who are Minnesota United fans, like we'll watch the games because th- that's our team. We associate, we watch it for other reasons, right? We watch to see like, you know, like I watch to see more if, if see Chacon gets any time or other players, who, who you have a much f- bigger following for. And I think that's that's fine. And I think that's okay. And I think people are just trying to ease back into just uh, what is considered, what will be considered more of a, a newer normal in a sense. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, but it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't stop people from being excited. I think people are excited. I'm extremely, we're excited at this house for the NWSL. Um, even though it's in Utah and Utah has its own, controversy in itself with some of the some of the players for the US women but but there's some but 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 it's exciting to be able to see something that you that you love dearly which is soccer being able to be be played in in in, in, in on TV that you can you can follow and you can do with I think mm-hmm. I think if Disney can make it more uh, attractive and entertaining they should do so specifically for this tournament but i i really want to just you know pose a second question is what do you guys think mostly in this tournament who do you think um has a good chance i know um cory was talking about fc dallas but who else though well i i mean if we start with minnesota united and what chance they have um the chances that minnesota united have are highly dependent on ike um, Ozzy as well. Ozzy, obviously, you know, they they should use him every third game, right? Just use him a little yeah. bit. It's preseason, uh, basically. And are they, they going to get five? Are they going to get five subs too? I, I don't know. If, I, I, think I, they, I haven't I, seen heard that yet, but I'm sure but it's, a, it's a FIFA rule. So I, isn't, yeah, is that kind of an automatic? I don't actually oh, know. They they FIFA changed. That was FIFA. Yeah, yeah, I thought okay. it was FIFA. Um, and so um. I think uh, we are going to see what can our depth do. I mean, guys like, uh, you know, I brought up Jacory Hayes earlier, um, Marlon Hairston, who I think probably wouldn't have seen a lot of time. You know, even Thomas Chacon, right, like wouldn't have seen a lot of time this year. Um, you would hope that we would uh, we would manage this tournament well and be like, look, uh we want to win this, but we also need to get ready for the rest of the season. Um, and uh, we we don't have the the we don't we're not Seattle, right? Uh, so to answer your question, Rodrigo, Se- Seattle is the type of team that's set up well for this. They're extremely deep in quality, um, so you're not going you're you're going down from you know. Uh, a, a very good player to a good player, and there's you know you have to go pretty deep to get to a okay player um, in in most of their roster spots. Um, 
So I'd say Seattle would probably make a lot of sense to me. I hope we get to see like experimental stuff like that that second Portland tournament preseason game where we had Chacon and all the kids and all like the 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 kind of the B level players or whatever, you know, um the bench players and we saw some really good stuff. I don't, and I don't think do you think we'll see that much experience? I don't think it'll quite be preseason. I think it'll be somewhere in level. between. I think I think you'll get I think you'll get your veteran back line, but I think you're gonna see Heath playing with the midfield a lot more and you just be put three forward, three Robin Ludes put out there just all over. <laughs> but uh, but from a defensive standpoint from the back line, like if you want to play Ike for the first three matches, uh after the first three, Brent Coleman's suspension is do- is done. It'll be five <gasps> yeah. matches. Yeah. So he, he could right. come back Coming for the round back. of sixteen. Um he, can I, can I just, hair long again? Can I say like w- w- going back to the question of um when will the magic reappear? <laughs> if when I can when I can spend a whole fucking day bitching about whether or not Thomas Chacon is going to play, and like bitching about Robin Lud, the magic will be back, baby. Um, I like it. Like the pandemic will disappear. Magical rainbows <laughs> will shoot out of my ass. Um, it, it like shitting that, on Robin Lud is the cure for COVID. Oh yeah, I mean if that the, these are my joys and like, um, you know. Not having soccer is one thing. Having global pandemic and then having like complete unrest because uh, we're finally dealing with, you know, centuries of systematic oppression. <laughs> like those those things are are all bad, uh, uh, and they they yeah. they all join together uh, to make synergy of shitty times. Uh, but uh, it will be a little bit of the magic will re- be recaptured if I can spend one hour and lose all these new followers who have come to my Twitter because I'm making good, <laughs> apparently really good Antifa jokes or something like that. Uh, I, I will make really bad jokes. Uh, I just want one friend. MLS commentator to say big celery. That's all I want. Oh, yep. No, and, and I really think it's yep. it's interesting because like, Seattle's got a good shot. I think Dallas has a good shot. I, I I really would like to see what what Atlanta will turn into without uh, uh, Martinez, right? I mean, you have yeah. Marco, and then you have, and then and you have that that that, that they were figuring it out with the competition against the Mexican. You got you got Bar you got Barco and and, and PT. So it's like, what are, what is that going to look like? Are they going to put yeah. two up top? Or are they going to like what are they going to do there? And and so like that's going to be interesting because if those two get clicking. You know, then it's just and it's and it's you know it's it's uh it's going to be really interesting and to watch. But then you also got the LAFCs, right? And I mean, they have, they you know, and then in and then I mean, I don't really, I think, I think at this point the LA Galaxy is better without Chicharito, but like until they're able to figure out how to use him perfectly, because the Galaxy was so used to just booting the ball out to uh Slatan and then letting him do whatever he just get out of the way. Yeah. Like and the stories out there regarding the anecdotes out there about how Slatan was was to certain teammates, you know, it, it, it's out there. That's typical, yeah. right? Yeah. So to be able to get used to this system and to a new player, it's gonna take them time. So like especially I since they since they let go there the guy that there was gonna feed all the balls to Chicharito right, exactly, they, they got right? rid of uh, yeah. Katai. <laughs> the guy with the racist yeah. wife. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> we need to uh, talk about that. We need to talk about Oh, Katai. we should really talk about that. Okay, okay well, let's just do it. let's do it briefly. Right. Alexander right. Katai's wife, Taya, uh goes on Instagram and says some pretty uh, pretty I, I guess it's literally not funny because it's vile shit she put right. on Instagram. It's, um she posted oh, the it, picture of the um 
police officer the car in the driving SUV over in Brooklyn like killed the that shit rammed the fence that knocked into the protesters. Yeah. And her caption in Serbian was kill the shits. Yeah. Yeah. So I am I was really amazed to hear that they let him go. Um mostly because I, um I knew you can't like fire someone because they're wife or spouse or partner is is shitty right um but to hear i mean so my assumption is that because he he did put out a release that kind of said like basically like threw his wife under the bus it was really like that is racism has no place in my family like your wife is fucking racist i mean it's like literally in your family um but but to see that he was released i mean obviously then they had conversations my, this is my take and my total complete BS speculation, right? They had conversations and they were like, yeah, we need to just pay you off. Like, you, we need to buy out your contract because, like, what you've said is so fucking toxic, which it was, like, totally. But I, I just, that surprised me. I mean, I didn't expect the, the Galaxy to do that. I mean, kudos, because fuck it, man. That was... I, I'm, a, I'm also curious from, like, a technical standpoint, how that works because per mls like roster rules teams are allowed to do like the um okay i can't remember his name you can can do one buyout per per season exactly but it has to be done pre-season it can't be done in the middle of the season and so i don't know how like it's the galaxy i think it's the vile racist rule if you can mutually part it's fine yeah all right kids uh let's do this and let's go home uh, we're all home anyway. Uh, uh, Mark, Rodrigo, Corey, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. I know, like, creating podcasts in the stupid times and the shitty times is weird. Uh, thank you all. I really look forward to seeing you all. Um, if you stop by Blackheart, I will be there, especially this weekend, just to see. i got to figure out how to make this all work. So, um, But I will definitely I'll be bartending the Bundesliga. Um, uh, and so we'll see you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Take care.